Thanks for choosing to listen to the Sex Series on Life Central Youth Podcast. Whether you're single, dating, or in a long-term relationship, we believe that this series can help you win in the world of relationships. For more teaching content and information on Life Central Youth, go to our Instagram and YouTube channels. Just search Life Central Youth or go to the church website, lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hello and welcome to episode three of our sex series. This episode is called Sex and Other Things or Things um, and we are going to be talking about sex and other things in this episode, believe it or not. Today I have got with me, I've got Dan Murphy, Amber Thomas, Lauren Walters and Laura Hancock with me and for those of you that haven't recognised me, my name is Andy and in episode one we talked about singleness and hooking up. Um, In episode two last week we talked about the hallmarks of a healthy relationship. If you haven't heard any of those, we recommend you pause and you go back and listen to them in order because it is building up to this episode and then beyond. And the reason why we are doing this series is we see that, you know, the misuse of sex and relationships is the cause of the most, I think, the most pain in our world and so much of our pain the world's pain and suffering is due to broken relationships and the misuse of sex and we really believe that if if you're dating if you're single if you're in a long-term relationship and whether you're a christian or not a christian we believe what we're talking about in this series will Mm. be helpful and applicable for you and so we want to open that up we want to help you to win in the world of relationships and so to kick us off Sex is an awkward thing to talk about, particularly with your parents. <laughs> like, who here either like had the talk with their parents where they sat down and told them about sex, or you know, how did you discover sex as a as a young kid? Um, Amber, you had a, a a funny story about this you were telling us earlier. Oh dear, you sure you want to come to me? Okay, so uh, as most people do, some people have talks. I did not have a talk. We as a family, are pretty open, we're pretty casual, we're Cornish, we are very chilled, laid back, and usually late about 15 minutes, sorry about that. But unfortunately, <laughs> I was not late home one time from dance, and <laughs> oh I no. just so happened to just need to walk into my mum's bedroom one day and just oh no, just just walk in, you know, just say hello and be like, what's for tea? So I walked in, completely oblivious, I was age nine, age nine, wow. so I walked oh in, wow. Yeah, as you can imagine, it wasn't a normal scene for me to experience. <laughs> so I did actually, I did in fact walk in on my parents. Wow. That's, that's why you were sent to dance lessons, Amber. Not even the That's what your dance lessons were for. <laughs> 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 Give some space in your house. Because they so were getting up to, to other things while back. you were at home. <laughs> yeah. The worst bit was the fact I walked straight back in. And no. I just, I didn't, oh I didn't no. know. I didn't know what was going on. They were under a blanket, you know. <laughs> Tickle I fight. Tickle <laughs> fight. I am never... <laughs> I am never going to look at your mum the same again. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry, mum. <laughs> Laura, did you have... Yeah, so I actually, I don't know whether I had the talk or not. I can't really remember. I remember, though, I, I became friends with a girl who knew a lot more about sex than I did. And I remember one day we were watching um, a really old film now, a film called The Mask with Jim Carrey. Ooh. And there's a scene where he puts the mask on and then pulls loads of stuff out of his pockets. Um, and he pulls out like, 
a whole load of things. He pulls out a condom and then he pulls out a fish. <laughs> and my friend, her name was Kaylee, said, ah, oh, that's what a condom is. And I looked up at the wrong moment and what I saw was a fish. <laughs> so I would say until I was like 12 <laughs> or 13, I thought a condom was a type of fish. Oh. Um, for those of you who don't know what a condom is, it's not a type of fish. You probably don't need to worry about it too much, but no. just be assured it's not it's a, a whole fish. different flavoured condom though, isn't it? Grim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even. Oh let's day. not even go too far down that track. Oh gosh. Well, I actually did have the talk. In fact, I had a book as well. It was quite a biological book, um, and my mum talked me through it. And I was absolutely repelled, but mainly repelled by the idea that my parents had done it. And the first thing I said to her was, "Oh my goodness, if there's two of us, me and my sister, that means you've done it at least twice." Um, so. Yeah, I was pretty, pretty disturbed oh, as a child wow. having that wow. conversation with my mum. It is, it is really awkward to talk about, and I think particularly if you're listening to this and you're like 11, 12, 13, and you're thinking, oh my word, why are they talking about sex and talking about boobs and willies and all <laughs> that kind of stuff? Like, like it's important for us. The reason, one of the reasons why we want to do this kind of series is, is mm. the world will teach you about sex. You, yeah. The TV programs you mm. watch, um, the the social media that you look at it will teach you about sex and actually we want to teach you what god says about sex yeah. Yeah. because if we don't teach you and your parents don't talk to you about this the world will teach you and we actually think that the bible because god invented sex the bible has so much to say about sex and how we should approach sex laura talk to us about what the bible does actually say about sex yeah so i think lots of people don't think the bible says anything particularly obvious about sex and that is so not true um i think we can often i don't know if this because we're british but we don't talk about sex a lot and i think we often talk about our physical health our spiritual health our mental health but our sexuality is a, another massive part of our our makeup and who we are and actually mm. our sexual health is a really big deal and it's meant to affect who we are like if we have negative or, 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 or low mental health it affects who we are if our sexual health isn't great it affects who we are, it's a component of who we are, and that's how we were created. Um, I think part of the misunderstanding of what the Bible says about sex is that we view sex so differently to the Bible. There are loads of Bible verses that talk about sex, and we will mention some of those as this podcast goes through, but the narrative of the Bible around sex is totally different to one that we understand. So if you go right back to the beginning, go back to creation, um, God made sex, God loved sex, he designed it for incredible relationships and if you think about the very first chapters of the bible god creates the world and then he says go forth and multiply it's yeah. like human celebration for how good creation was was go and have sex and that's the first commandment that appears the first in the bible. commandment is go and have some oh sex gosh. i've done a great job of creating the world yeah. um all the little animals that you've just paired up put your blindfolds on we're having a great time and like <laughs> god god created sex to be celebrated as a celebration thing it's powerful it's important um and I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit later but it's designed it's an incredibly powerful thing that's designed to join a human to another human with god mm. um and so sex is amazing but it really needs to be used in the right way um in the bible when uh in the old testament right way way back when um the point of marriage to somebody else was the point that you had sex with them today we think about marriage as being the church the dress the catering the i don't know whatever else the, the 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 legal agreement but all of that stuff is for human benefit god sees a marriage agreement happening when you have sex with someone that's how it was designed 
uh, it's like a covenant relationship, a deal that you go into. And all throughout the Old Testament, when God made covenants with people, blood was shed. So, for example, we look at lamb, like animals being sacrificed to, to, to represent a covenant taking place between humans or between God and humanity. Um, and actually, when you have sex with someone, the, the lady has a, like, a piece of skin inside of her called the hymen. And when you have sex... Some, uh, for the first time. For the first time, that piece of skin gets broken and you bleed as a woman. Now, not everybody does because you might, I don't know, break it horse riding or doing the splits or something else. I don't know what, what you might do with yourself. But <laughs> it, so <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not always like it can't. It, yeah, sometimes this has already been, in, been torn. But the idea is the first time you have sex, this piece of skin rips and you bleed and blood is shed. And that is, again, because you're going into a covenant relationship with someone else. Mm. It's the point of sex that you're actually marrying another person. Uh, and I think that's really important to remember. And so whenever the Bible talks about sex, it's under the understanding that this is you making a promise to that other person and to God that this is the deal. You are with that person. And then your soul connects with their soul. There's something called a soul tie that happens. I could go on about it for ages. Yeah, I think the interesting thing with that is the the point you touched on that that two become one that you actually join together like the spice girls like to become one wow. um yeah you guys are welcome for that um but in mark 10 6 it actually says that the man um leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united in one and um i think the thing that we sometimes miss is in our culture yeah it's really clear that the body the two bodies come together but this is so much more than just what is going on with bodies this is a a physical thing yes but it is yeah. emotional and it is spiritual yeah. as well and actually when you join with that person exactly what you said laura it's it's more than just a, a physical join there is um yeah an emotional and and spiritual join as well there's a verse in Song of Songs which is one of my favourites um, which it's so Song of Songs you think the Bible doesn't talk about sex the whole of Song of Songs is about sex um, it's, it's a little subtle but he wasn't really talking about the deer he was talking about boobs and he's talking about all these <laughs> other things um, but there's this verse that comes up again and again and again throughout the, the book Song of Songs um, and it says uh, basically promise me do not awaken love until the time is right mm. and I think it's difficult because I would say that if you are wanting to, to uh, use sex in the right way, actually the best way to ensure using sex in the right way is by making sure that you're getting in relationships with the right people. Because once you love somebody, a natural expression of loving them is actually having sex with them because that's how you were meant to like marry them, essentially. And so I think the best way, if I'm honest, to control like the whole sex thing is by making sure you're in the right relationships with the right people to start off with a few yeah, steps back. And I, I think it's really good. And I, I think like if you're somebody who's already had sex and you're listening to this panicking and feeling really guilty, that's we're going to talk about that in a little bit and, and we don't want you to feel guilty and, and that's not why we're talking about this and stick with us because in a bit we're going to we're going to talk about it but you know if you're someone who's not a christian like this isn't a standard that we would hold you to but if you are a christian that's and you're good. choosing to live for jesus this is a standard that we're called to live by and yeah. this is yeah. this is the way that jesus asks us and tells us that we need to treat sex so if you're listening mm. to this and you're not a christian hey Go for your life. You're, you know, do you know what I mean? You're not choosing <laughs> to follow Jesus, so we're not going to hold you to to this kind of these standards. But if you are a Christian, this is the way Jesus yeah. calls us to live. And Dan and Amber, you 
are both Jesus followers mm -hmm. and yeah. you're engaged to get married in November mm -hmm. um, hopefully in person rather than oh, on yeah, zoom hopefully. Um, <laughs> but like like why do you guys choose to live by this why do you choose to listen to the way God says that we should um, treat sex and why do you guys choose not to have sex I think a lot of what Laura just said is, I mean, I, I mean everything Laura just said is true. <laughs> Sounds like I was going to say that. Pick out, pick out the true. decent bits. Like a lot of what, like Laura's basically just covered it a lot there. But I know, I know for us, for me and Amber, like uh, we love each other. We want to get married. But mm -hmm. um, also like by not having sex uh, before we get married, we're choosing to say to each other, actually, like, sex isn't the be-all and end-all. Like, yeah. that is not the pinnacle of our our relationship. Yeah. Like, we uh, we love each other not because of... Um, the sexual relations before it. Like, yeah. We love, we love each other for who we are first before, and, like, who God's made us to be yeah, before and the sexual side of things. Well, there's so That's much more to our relationship yeah. than physical. Yeah. And uh, um, I think society nowadays says that if you are if you're in a relationship and uh, and you're not having sex, then something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And like I think we all of us here would argue loads against that. Yeah. yeah. Andy Stanley said this says this really good things. Which if you've been listening so far, you know that I love Andy Stanley. Love Andy. <laughs> um, and particularly when he talks about this stuff, and he says romance is fueled by exclusivity not by experience yeah and that's, that's that thing of like mm. like if you're not good in bed you're not good to be in a relationship with and that's yeah. nonsense yeah. like if you if you only ever do that one thing with that one person like laura often talks about like going to nando's and if you know if nando's was our thing that only ever, ever i went to nando's then and then if i just went to nando's with dan like i'm breaking the exclusivity of how we treat nando's and like sex is a lot spicier than Nando's. It's great, um, and it's better than roast chicken. Um, spicier. It's th it's that <laughs> exclusivity piece, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and also, I heard. So I don't know if anyone's heard of it, but Mike Todd's been doing a relationship goal series, and we've been kind of searching into that and uh, listening into it and doing a little bit. Of and we've been recommending really that throughout this oh, series. Awesome. So yeah, really, really recommend it. It's really been useful. There's like a really big. Uh, great bit on the f I think it's the part one so the first episode that we watched together we we decided a couple of weeks ago we really wanted to sit down and yeah. actually start really looking into this stuff and uh, learning and just knowing a bit more especially for me because I haven't been a Christian as long as Dan and I'd love to know a bit more um, to help people in the future too but mm -hmm. the things that Mike Todd was saying was um, talking about how when we have some clear goals um, and when we don't have clear goals things and people can get damaged and we don't like when we don't have clear goals with our relationships, sometimes we can get damaged and sometimes we break that kind of boundary and we break what God might have wanted for us. And like we have to have a goal that is aimed at something that is stable, which is why we're trying to follow the way that God would want us to live out our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think just the with the exclusivity piece, um, there's the act of sex itself is great. The orgasm moment, great, fine. But <laughs> the the real beauty of it for me is that I have done stuff that I've only ever done with Andy, who is my husband, just to be clear. I'm, we didn't mention that at the start, but it's probably <laughs> a good, good time to mention it. Um, uh, but there's a vulnerability to it. There's a, you are completely making yourself vulnerable and powerless to the other person. 
and there's a submission part of it and there's a part of it where you serve the other person more than you serve yourself and there's a expression of love and the more yeah the more you do that with other people the more you make yourself completely physically vulnerable with more people the less special and less vulnerable that becomes um and I think, as Andy said, like if you have already had sex, actually, and we, we will talk about this, but mm. um, that doesn't mean that that's necessarily spoiled for you forever. Uh, not at all. God can totally redeem stuff. But there is, cer- I would certainly say from this point on, draw a line and yeah. say, right, I'm going to do this differently from now on. Yeah. yeah. And it, like when we when we talk about sex, like, <laughs> and we joked when we did the sex series last year in Cruise, Laura, Laura dropped the phrase, stick in the P and the V. Um, and oh, boom, boom. Brilliant. And Thank everybody you. giggled for 10 minutes. Like when we talk oh when we talk about sex, we are talking about, you know, a man putting his penis inside a woman's vagina to, to call it what it is. And, um, Nicely done. Uh, but actually, like, we all know that there's loads of other bits around sex. Yeah. And sex and other things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like, <laughs> there's, loads, there's loads of stuff leading up to sex that, that feels nice and is great. Like, and so the question comes, well, okay, it's really clear. God says, don't have sex outside of a married relationship. So can we touch each other? Like, how far is too far? What can mm-hmm. I do? Dan and Amber and Lauren, like, you're all not married. Talk to us. Because it's easy for me and Laura to talk about sex. Cause, and people can go, oh, you're, well, you're going home and get some. <laughs> but, like, you guys, talk to us about what you would say, how far is too far, and how you approach that. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's not always the case for us. We're not getting, <laughs> we're not getting some. We're single, um, as hopefully most of you are as well. And I thought not. we were engaged. What a way to find out. What a way to drop we it. <laughs> Sorry about that. We are engaged. So yeah, from when I was um, actually when I was, f- I haven't been a Christian my whole life, and uh, I only became a Christian when I was fifteen. So learning kind of catching up the guidelines and knowing what's right and what's wrong and what we are allowed mm. to do, what we aren't allowed to do was I was literally playing catch up so I had to be really really truthful and really honest and just ask like just uh, had to get past that kind of awkward stage and just ask uh what are we allowed to do because I wasn't too sure um and I'd only from then before then been living by my own boundaries because of what was set around me my parents aren't Christians my family aren't Christians I'm in fact the first Christian in my generation of a family essentially after about three generations now and it's it was really hard for me at the start not knowing what we are allowed to do as a Christian couple and what we aren't allowed to do. So um, I felt like it was really important to ask questions. And it is really, really important. So f- never feel worried and never feel scared to ask questions of to your mentors and your leaders. They've got the knowledge you need. Yeah, so, I mean, so like Amber mentioned there, uh, she became a Christian uh, and then her first uh, Christian boyfriend was myself. Yeah. So all of a sudden, <laughs> like, like Amber, Amber comes to me and she's like, uh, by the way, what are the boundaries? Because I don't know <laughs> the boundaries. And I'm faced as a hormonal guy with the like, task <laughs> of setting the boundary. Like, mm. um, So one of the things um, we chatted about, okay, it was where was where is the line? Okay, mm. okay. Well, um, one of the things we said, right, we're not going to lie down on the bed together. Mm. Okay, we're not going to lie down on the bed together because we think that once we get to that point, we're not going to be, that. That's we don't, we think it's going to be really, really hard to come back from that. Yeah. Um, uh, um, the other thing we do for us um, 
is uh, we have regular conversations with each other. Like, like, do, like, do you feel that was too far? Like, and and I know for me actually as well as a guy, sometimes it, it's really really important that it's not actually for everybody. It's not about go, how f- close to the line can you go. Uh, sometimes you uh, put crash barriers in place, which is something that we have talked about um, in the past. Uh, For me, sometimes my uh, crash barrier uh, is to not even start at all. (laughs) I can come across across as really, really cold. Uh, If if something got too far, um, everyone deals with like where their own lines are quite different as well. So um, if you had... Uh, everyone has different experiences everyone has been on different journeys and sometimes people's lines are different so communicating that uh, with each other is really crucial and and knowing when to stop as well okay so um dan dan mentioned um crash barriers and that may not be something that you've necessarily heard about before but um actually it's really helpful with um barriers or boundaries to put it in before the place where it actually gets difficult or dangerous so um with a crash barrier if you're driving and you bang into the crash barrier it's put a few meters in front of the area that is dangerous so for for sex and for boundaries within sex it may be that um you put your barrier at not lying on the bed and maybe you know we all we all make mistakes we're human sometimes we hit those barriers we hit our first boundaries but actually if you've got them in a place where um you're a bit you know further down um than the way you really don't want to hit actually then you don't end up going over those those barriers that you put in place and and one thing that I've really learned in the last couple of years is actually giving boundaries is is loving well like when you put boundaries in a relationship it's actually loving that other person well like for example if I was going on a walk with my goddaughter and she went to run in the road I would grab her and make it clear that there's a boundary there that she can't just run into the road and I think it's like that with relationships we can often look at God and get angry for for him putting these barriers or boundaries in place but actually that is God loving us well yeah and and that's that's really good Lauren I think one of the things that um we we're talking about here is creating a container for sex um and what I mean by that is that sex as we've said all the way through it's really true sex is incredible it's amazing um sex is so good that it's used to sell cars and hamburgers and anything it's like the biggest advertising tool ever because sex is powerful um and so what can happen with something powerful, it's got to be contained well. It's got to be contained in the right place. And that is the right container for that is marriage. Um, but equally, as we build these boundaries, it's creating a container for this thing that's designed to be really powerful. And so uh, if you think about water as being a powerful thing, you can have tons and tons and tons of water inside a dam that's just sitting there and it's built up. Um, and actually, all of that water, all of that power can be used to generate life and energy. It can power a city. But as soon as you take that powerful thing and remove the container, it becomes a flash flood or a tsunami or a natural disaster. And all of a sudden, there's a lot of hurt, a lot of destruction that can't be contained. And so creating a container for sex and having it in the right place and containing it well is so, so important because it's at that point that it brings life and light and love. So we talk about physically being in the room with each other and obviously in this time we've been a little bit more digital because it's been coronavirus mm-hmm. and we've all been locked in our houses. Mm-hmm. But like like with the whole sexting thing, sending nudes, sending cheeky pictures, like how do... What what should we apply in that area? Like, how far is too far there? 
Be yeah, I mean, I would say quite simply, guys, it's not worth it. Like, I have so many friends who um, have had pictures leaked. I have boyfriends and girlfriends who have, have had that happen. Um, and you know what? I know it's hard. I've, I have been in, like, quite a few relationships that haven't been healthy. And I know that pressure is there. But I, for me, it's a really simple thing of actually it's not worth it no. and the reality is is if you're under 18 it's, it's illegal. actually illegal yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like and it, uh, it's illegal in loads of levels it's illegal to create inappropriate images of under yeah. 18s it's illegal to, to them. view them and it's illegal to distribute them and to store and them so, so yeah. like if if in your school if you receive one uh, like an image of somebody that's been leaked you need to delete it and you need to report yeah. that yeah. immediately because because you can end up with a criminal record on and it. I think what I'd say is even if it's not a legal thing, it's a heart thing. So the thing about exclusivity that we talked about earlier, like this is a heart issue. If you are looking at images of other people naked, that takes away the exclusivity of the covenant relationship that you're supposed to have with somebody else. And so you're expo even if you're not physically exposing your body, you're exposing your mind, your heart, your soul to somebody else in a way that you may as well have exposed your body. And so even in terms of what you send over text message as words, um, if that's not something that you should be doing or saying in person, you shouldn't be doing or saying it at all. Yeah. Brilliant. And I think to sum it all up, like what we would say in, in one simple sentence is this, don't sacrifice the ultimate for the immediate. Yeah. What immediately yeah, feels it. good might not be the ultimate dream and the ultimate thing. And, and we think the ultimate use of sex is within a married relationship. And what don't sacrifice that for what feels good in the immediate. But... There is that question of what if you've already done that? What if you have already had sex or gone too far? Amber, do you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, of course, um, we've all had different experiences. And including myself, I've had a different experience of growing up a non-Christian and it being totally normal to maybe be with a guy, especially with my friends, watching them um, and hearing about the stories. Not a lot of them are great, to be honest with you. Um but we can easily find ourselves in situations where we have gone too far. And it's really also easily to feel guilty and feel burdened after that. And um, we shouldn't have to. God's actually sent his son to die for us mm. and forgive us of our sins and release those burdens off us. So we shouldn't have to be carrying that. So um, just, uh, yeah, God doesn't want you to be holding that guilt against yourself. Um, providing you don't obviously use the, oh, but God will forgive me kind of as an excuse to back up your actions. Mm. Um, just remember that he will forgive you. It's never too late to be forgiven, but you can always talk and just make sure you vo you voice that with someone you feel like you can, because everyone, and, and I'm sure you've got someone that loves you, that will care for you enough mm. to, to just hear what you're, you have to say. Yeah, to release that off yeah definitely. Mm. Um, I am super passionate about this, and I'm super passionate about this because I am... Um, definitely got this wrong um I was if I'm honest I was a bit of a hoe <laughs> when I was a teenager wow. don't know if some of you can relate um but yeah I um I slept around I would be with multiple different people in a night I I really sex made up a lot of my identity and I and I had sex with a, quite a few people and um that is my story Luckily, that's not where the story ends. Uh, a couple of years ago, I um, I grew up in a Christian family, but um, was angry at God for multiple reasons and didn't really accept him in, into my life until I was 18. And um, 
when I made that decision, that was two, three years ago now, I also made a really intentional decision to to be single and to pursue God first, which I'm not saying everyone should do that, but for some people it's a great thing to do. And actually, I haven't even kissed a boy for um, three years now, which for me and for my friends who knew me before is an absolute miracle. Um, <laughs> praise Jesus. <laughs> but um, do you know what? Yeah, I haven't kissed someone. That's great. But that's actually not the most amazing thing about this story. I am sitting here right now knowing fully that I am redeemed, that I am made new, that I am really um, safe, that, that my God loves me, that when I do... Um, have sex with someone in the future hopefully I will get married that is the desire of my heart actually I'm going into that pure and that's a real yeah. thing and mm. actually guys when Andy I don't think he knows this but when Andy asked me to do this podcast I hung up and I wept because of the goodness of God yeah. I never thought I would have the integrity mm. to sit here and to share this mm. and I never thought I would be rid of the shame that held me back so much. Mm. So for those of you who are listening who actually maybe have overstepped that mark and feel ruined, I hear you, I'm with you, I've been there. And I promise you that um, there is redemption, that there is freedom, that there is a place where we don't have to be in any shame. And it, it actually says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, the old is gone, the new is here. And that is the reality for me today. And, and by sharing and by bringing stuff to God, that can totally be the reality for you. That's so good, Lauren. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. And I think like looking into uh, just another, another Bible verse in the book of Ephesians is a, is a letter to the church in Ephesus. Um, and um, Ephesus was a naughty place. Ephesus was like an episode naughty. of Love Island set on Game of Thrones. Like it oh, was naughty. Uh, and these guys were into all sorts of different kinds of sex and different kind of sex games and all all of that kind of stuff. And, and, and they all make a decision, loads of them make a decision to follow Jesus in the midst of all this sexy naughtiness going on. Um, and Paul writes a letter to them and he writes this, he opens it up, this is the very first words of Ephesians, Paul. He said, uh, Ephesians 1, not Ephesians Paul. Um, he says this, Paul, an apostle of Christ by, by the will of God to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. And like if you have experienced some of that sexy naughtiness and, and, and like some of Lauren's story that, that you are resonating with, like like God says you are his holy people, yeah. that you are you are faithful in Christ Jesus. Like he he restores and he redeems us. Um did you have something that you wanted to say then? No, you were just waving your microphone in your hand. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just really passionate about this. Um, yeah, I mentioned before um, a bit about my story. Um, and, and those were decisions that I had made myself. I, I decided to have sex with those people when I was older. But um, actually, when I was younger, between about the ages of five and eight, um, I... Um, didn't actually choose sex and and I um, was abused when I was little and um, that actually wasn't a choice for me um, and I remember growing up in church and finding out about sex my mum giving me that book and and realizing in my head oh no I've done this I am already ruined and for some of us whether it's being exposed to porn really early, whether it's seeing something really early, and actually whether it's sexual abuse, sometimes we actually don't get to make that choice for ourselves. Um, 
and you know if that's you and you're listening today I just want to say I'm sorry I'm sorry that's ha- that's happened to you um, and that is not what God wants for you and it, and our God is a redeemer guys and, and I believe that and and this has been my story as well and what I said about being made new it, it's a it's a real thing and I think especially with stuff like this the enemy really will use these things um whether it was your choice or not to create shame and to isolate um but actually i just flip in love this verse there's a, a verse in psalms that says you lord keep my lamp burnt burning my god turns my darkness into light wow. if you bring those things into the light when when you share them when you share them with god and actually with other people um those things can't be dark anymore Mm. those things become light and actually those tests that you've been through become your testimony and I I'm a total testimony of that so if that's maybe maybe whether it's being exposed to something really early with porn or whether it is um any kind of early sexual experience just really encourage you to to reach out to to some of us and um would love to journey that through to you but just I just wanted to share with you guys like redemption is real change is real uh, and thank you again Lauren for for sharing that and I think like if that's if that's maybe your story or if that's affected you like we really want to encourage you talk to people that you trust talk to your parents we've got the one-to-one request form that you can do that we can talk via zoom or you can do a socially distanced one-to-one and um, we want to support you with that and, and we want to help lead you through that and, and walk through that with you and point you in the right direction of getting getting some help on that and um, we just want to move on to wrap up really quickly and um, we we just want to talk briefly about pornography and the dangers of it and and um, the reality of it as well and like it is so readily available like you are probably listening to this on a mobile device and within 30 seconds you would be able to get up porn on your on your device wherever you're listening to it and so it's re- more readily available than it ever has been in the history of time um, and like we just want to spend a couple of minutes chatting about it um, so what are some of the dangers of porn and what's the reality of it well okay i am um, if i was to just be a bit transparent right now like I was I was um, exposed to porn at a really young age, like primary school, so, and like and all my mates around me, even uh, in year six, seemed to be watching it. And like I I grew up with my mates, and it seemed to be a really normal thing, just talking about it with your mates. And um, it was it's so dangerous and unhealthy because what porn does, it gives you an unhealthy expectation expectation of what's of what a sex can be or what a sex should be. Mm. Also, as well gives a really un- unhealthy expectation of what our body should look like. Yeah. So like if um if you uh your boyfriend or you got a girlfriend, uh expe- expectation of what their body should look like or even if you're looking at yourself, mm. you can look at the people in the video and think I don't look like that, therefore uh, I'm not sexy, therefore I'm not attractive. Um and it kind of it puts sex on this pedestal. And I spoke a bit earlier about for me and Amber about boundaries and one of the reasons why uh, sometimes I can come across as cold if I'm in if I fear that I'm gonna go too far is because because of the exposure to porn uh, down the years it's not something I struggle with anymore but because of the struggle to porn down the years it just made my thought process very very sexual yeah. and now like and Amber's aware of this we spoke about all this yeah. and we came clean and we chatted about it um, um, now I'm I, I know that I need to control my thoughts and sometimes it comes across as cold and I don't even go down the uh, line with um, with uh, being 
being uh, intimate with Amber, with kissing or hugging or anything like that. But that's what porn does. It destroys um, our expectations of what sex can be and what bodies can be. Mm. It creates like mental pathways, doesn't it? Yeah. That you you just you can easily access and, and end up going down that road, like you said. Yeah, it's it it's addictive. It's it you need m- more stuff to hit the same level of addiction, just like you would with alcohol or drugs. Um, and if you are watching this, I'm really passionate of watching, listening to this, then you and you think that you could have an addiction towards pornography, you need to get a grip on this because if you don't get a grip on it, it will ruin you in the future. Mm. Um, yeah. It can ruin your purpose, your ministry, your marriage. Just you speak to someone, I would really urge that. Um, in the Bible, when it talks about uh, the word sexual immorality, it's the word uh, pornea, and this word actually means exchanging of value, so exchanging something of value for cheap. It's the selling for cheap, something that is considered precious. Um, and that is what any form of sexual immorality does. And porn, I think, is the ultimate of that. Um, I also want to say from a girl's perspective, it's not just boys that struggle with porn. Yeah, Girls struggle with porn, like visual porn, like all the stole the downloaded stuff that is can be a girl's issue as well so if mm. you're a girl watching listening to the keeps on watching listening to this <laughs> and that's something you struggle with you need to speak to somebody as well come and speak to one of the girl leaders um what i would say however though is i think that um where guys are visually stimulated girls can be emotionally stimulated so i would actually really challenge some girls as well when you're watching those romantic films reading romantic books um how much are you objectifying the men in those films? Mm. So um, I think sometimes the, the th- part of the problem with watching porn is that you're objectifying the people in it. Actually, even when we watch and listen to romantic things, we're objectifying the men that are in those to mm. fulfill our emotional needs, whereas the guys are doing it for maybe, not always, guys, I've just said it's girls as well, but often is guys for sort of a physical need. And so... I would even say to to guys and girls, whether it is emotional, whether it is physical, um, it's not a healthy form of escapism. Either way, you are objectifying somebody that is a person that um, is somebody else's really intended husband or wife. Mm. And and I think there's really important steps to deal with it, Um, like Dan said, about getting accountability. Um, There was a website that you were going to recommend, Dan? Yeah, the website that I recommend is... uh, (laughs) Not a porn website. Not a website. A a a a website to help you with accountability. Take some notes, kids. Um, (laughs) um, uh, The website I'm going to recommend is called Fight the New Drug. And uh, like we, Andy just mentioned accountability partners, and I've had accountability partners over the years. And basically, that's just somebody who you can talk to. They can ask you the hard questions, and you can, and you need to be open and honest with them. And they mm. can ask you, uh, uh, like, how's it going? How 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 you how are you doing today? Um, and yes, go fight the new drug and. You and your accountability partner can be on there. They can track. You can say how you're feeling. It also talks to you about uh, porn and the, the 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 scientific facts about what it does to your brain and stuff like that. It's really really healthy and it's really really good. I show you. No, porn's not healthy, but the program's healthy. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. And and I think there's loads of really smart tips that you can do about like knowing when you're most tempted. So like not taking your phone to bed at night if that's when you or your any devices into your bedroom. Um, you know, finding where where those triggers are and where you're most likely to be tempted is really good i think like having parental controls like 
talking talking to your family and like even even if porn isn't an issue for you but you want to make sure that you're setting that boundary way ahead and you never want this to be an issue because let's be honest none of us want to end up addicted to porn mm. but like if you can if you can have that conversation with your parents to say i've been listening to this podcast i want to make sure i never end up there so can you make sure that there's some really tight parental controls mm. that, that we can't access porn in the house and that kind of thing and i think like you say like we said about earlier stuff the one-to-one videos are available we're gonna wrap up there it's been a great session and we've been recommending something for you to look into every time Um, and laura's gonna recommend a book for us this week i am so uh if you have not read loveology by john mark Comer, then i would recommend that it's a book about sex and love and marriage and relationships and singleness it's excellent it's short and really really powerful so that's loveology by john mark Comer. amazing and we've recommended recommended other series as well we have covered so much in such a little amount of time thank you so much for listening to us um next week we have got breaking up and moving on we're going to be talking about how you deal with it when it all goes wrong how you move on how you deal with past hurts from relationships thank you so much for listening thank you guys for contributing and being so honest and open if you liked it then make sure you subscribe follow us on social media recommend it to your friends and we have loved chatting to you about this this has been episode three of the sex series and we will see you next week